Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. So last night, I'm leaving Tulsa Ballet. We are in the middle of Tchaikovsky, the man behind the music, which is a fantastic ballet, original ballet done by a yeah, high school friend was there. director. What were they? Yeah. They did not come say hello to me. They didn't know you. They were my high school friend, not yours. Oh, well, that, that <laughs> explains it then. Uh, on my way home, I'm taking out a tripod. Uh, for uh, the uh, one of our uh, videographers, correct, uh, did, did not have their own tripod, so I brought the tripod from from work, and I, I was bringing it home with me, and I was I had it slung over my shoulder, mm-hmm. and as I left the uh, like a the, stick and bindle situation, like a stick and bindle situation, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not the slightest bit confused by either of those words. Definitely not bindle. Uh, and, and as I'm walking to my car with it slung over my shoulder, bindle style, as you might say, I wondered to myself if anyone might st- try to grab it or to steal it from me, to sneak up behind me, uh, and, and they didn't. Stick in a bindle. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, no, Google clearly knows what you're talking about. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, you know who might else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, our guest might know. He, he is a learned man. That's correct. Please welcome back to the show, Rick Marinon, everybody. Hello. You know him, you love him from Fox 23. <laughs> yeah, reporter and anchor, weekend anchor now since the last time we saw you. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't seen you since before COVID. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. COVID plague survivor, Rick Marinon. Yes. Now, when you hear stick in a bindle, did you, knew, did you know what I was referring I, to? I had a feeling it was, uh, what was it? I think my mom calls it a hobo sack or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A stick, that's exactly yeah. what it is, that, stick that in was, a bindle. Yes. You, when you put all of your worldly belongings into to a bandana and then tie it to a stick. Yeah, and, and balance it as you go that's down the right. road. <laughs> yeah, and head on your way to your next adventure. It's tricky. You got to not own a lot of stuff. You got to have you, a bandana. You have to do own a bandana, and <laughs> yeah. you also need to find a good, good sturdy stick. Which I got to tell you, I I feel like a good sturdy stick is not as readily available as it was when I was a young man. Uh, oh, were you a were, were you a getting hit with a switch kid? No, I was just living oh, near okay. the forest kid. Ah, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Lived yeah, in the woods of New Jersey. When we I was, city boys now. When I was coming up, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm city folk. I haven't seen a stick in years. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple in my backyard. There we, are? Okay. we still have some trees. You know what I wondered? <laughs> For now, uh, I wondered. Uh, I don't want to derail this into I just will, talking will, about using. I wonder why you don't uh, have a back porch that you sit out and oh s- man. Smoke upon and and look upon the world. So it's actually been a thing for we've had a lot a lot of discussions about our lack of uh, both front and back porch. Yeah, um, our back porch is basically like a two by two slab of concrete that yep. you step up on. Uh, Your back with por- zero awning. Your back porch is where I would smoke cigarettes at house parties in my twenties. My back porch is not a back porch. It is steps. Yeah. That's it. There are like four concrete steps going up. Uh, that's my back porch. The front porch is, is the slab, the aforementioned slab. Um, when I did smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. um, you could often find me at night uh, standing on those couple of steps, leaning against the little railing, uh, just chain smoking cigarettes at the end of the night. I don't know. I was pretty impressed with the the cock you have in your front yard. Oh, thank you. It's a very colorful reasons. cock. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, There's a couple Brian, actually. There's a big one and a small one. Well, it's good to the, the trick is to have a couple different sizes because yes. you might have different needs for your cocks. Absolutely. <laughs> no one. People who say that that there are only people who like big ones. Yeah. Oh, that is way wrong. So silly. Yeah. It's just so silly yeah. and, and short sighted. Yeah. And we're not saying that. <laughs> Pun intended. And, I'm, and I don't say that just to defend my own station in life. 
No, oh, I, I do. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I am only defending myself. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm defending you too, buddy. Thank you. Uh, but the cocks on your lawn are fantastic. No, we had we have had discussions about uh, attempting to um, porch it up. Yeah, like actually build out a real one. Um, the problem is, um, you have to give people money to do that. Yeah. It's- or or you have to know how to do it yourself. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. No. And I don't want to pay for it. No. And I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, so I'm way, it it fell the second I quit smoking cigarettes, it fell way down the totem pole of priorities. Yeah. Like it was near the bottom now. But I'm do like, you grill? Uh sometimes, but my grill's just in the yard. Oh. I don't think it would I would need like the porch per se. But you could have like a nice grilling area. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but if I were to do like a big concrete area, I think I would do it uh, in the driveway and get get a basketball goal. Yeah, shoot some hoops. Rick, you just got a new house kind of recently, didn't you? I did. I'm now a Tulsa again. Oh, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you were living outside. Can you give us your exact address? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 61st and Sheridan. We'll oh, right say, on. So. Cool. Yeah. Uh, As Shadow opposed Mountain? to Prattville, yes. <laughs> nice. My grandmother grew. Uh, I grew up in. My grandmother lived in Shadow Mountain, so I, I spent a lot of time in. Shadow I mean, Mountain. we had to fight like hell to get in there. Yeah, we had been outbid on three other houses. Oh, and bummer. I was crying at one point. Yeah, because the one I really wanted how to pull mm. this one has the garden i'm okay with okay that. garden but, is yeah. nice yeah that is awesome when society it's collapses nice that garden yes. will be useful <laughs> that, that. Yes. yes i will eat my tulips uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly they are surprisingly high in fiber not we're gonna have to replace these tulips with carrots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why did we grow flowers and not cabbage <laughs> Ugh, cabbage um, i uh, i i started following a prepper on uh tiktok oh last no night. shit uh, and 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 there was something about the way that he was like, you know, don't buy canned goods, don't buy your your prepper kit from Costco or Sam's. He said buy a uh, wheat and beans in bulk. And he was talking about this, and I was like, fuck yeah, this guy knows what's going on. Follow. Never mind that I don't have the first clue what to do with wheat. Oh, you don't know how to make bread from scratch? <laughs> yeah, from, from total Come on, man. scratch. <laughs> oh, you know what's creepy, though? You don't have to pay full price for that stuff. You go on these estate sale websites around Tulsa, mm-hmm. all these people who have listened to all these conservative yeah. talk show hosts and everything, they all prepped. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like got you a garage full of Alec Jones supplements. Yes. And so now you're like, <laughs> you see, you go to these estate sales looking for like, you know, an antique and you're, you've got a whole room full of like, yeah, Alex Jones Infowars stuff. Yeah. You got and a, you a, just get, a, a bunch of oil to, to make the frogs straight again. Yeah. Just <laughs> that bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it's like, it's like uh, you always hear a neighbor or two like, I had no idea they were into this. Yeah. Oh, like, man. what were they thinking about us? You know, we're yeah. not exactly, you know, in their political alley. You know, <laughs> dude, estate sales are so much fun. The, the, going and getting that like glimpse into someone's life because it's it's never normal. If yeah. it's not a prepper, they like were like way too into Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I don't know. That. I'm looking back to my at my grandmother's estate sale, and I was like. It was pretty fucking normal. Was like, it? Yeah, she I didn't really know. have a lot of weird shit. Like, she just, uh, she had, well, I mean, she had an excessive amount of glassware. I will say uh-huh. that. Okay. Yeah. Was she, it the she, radioactive kind? 
Oh, because there's because there's some that were made with uranium. Like oh, yeah. oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I My don't grandma know. had three of those things. No shit. And and it was just yeah in her china cabinet. And I was like, Wild. well, I guess I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> this might be cool someday. I did have a lot of it. I took like most of my grandfather's um, sort of like bar stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, especially I was still a, a heavy drinker we were drinking at the time. Then, yeah. Um, and I still kept a lot of it. Uh, I did get rid of 90% of anything alcohol related in my house. Um, but I kept a lot of my grandfather's stuff. That's one thing that I, I have been a little disappointed with after I gave up drinking was that all I have some fun bar stuff yeah. that I enjoy using that I just don't use. Like, like. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is a weird thing, but I, I, I tend to like a different glass for something like, say, a glass of water versus a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you can taste it. Yeah. 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 yeah there's, that's, just, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So that is totally reasonable. Uh, yeah. That's okay. pretty normal. So my weirdness is other stuff. But, but, <laughs> but that. But so I have a great pint glass collection. Because I was collecting pint glasses yeah, yeah. when I was a beer drinker. Oh, I had now a lot of shot beer, glasses. I don't use any of it. Mm. And I, I get disappointed because like I've got these great like and, and, and all stuff that's way in my wheelhouse, like sure. Marvel themed and DC and Legend of Zelda and stuff that like I want to use. I don't know if you know this, but you could put like milk in there or water. Not or, like soda pop. <laughs> no, nah, because the flavor thing's wrong for me. Uh, it's not right. That's so, so I don't know. So I, don't I uh know. I knew I knew when I was going through all my stuff that that I uh, you know how some I don't know if everybody's like this but like there were moments after I quit drinking where I was like brief moments where I was like maybe I didn't have a real problem maybe maybe I overthought it you know and then I realized like oh I had four flasks yeah 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 I had a problem <laughs> who owns four flasks yeah. and one of them was engraved <laughs> but that's another thing too that's like like a flask is a neat item it, it is a neat item. I, I wish no. it was more like <laughs> I wish, vintage. I wish it was more common to take a nip of some orange soda. <laughs> you know? Oh, let's do that. Let's bring back flasks, but not with booze in it. They're yeah, like, they're like a like, pocket watch. And what you do is yeah. you pull it out like while you're at a red light next to a cop. <laughs> and you just take a big pull on it and then wait for them to pull you over and be like, yeah, here, have look, some. Look at my tongue, bitch. Want some Kool Aid? Want some root beer? Yeah. <laughs> It's strawberry Kool-Aid, bitch. <laughs> uh, God, I wish I had what the balls to call up. What Now I just want to call a cop a bitch. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. That fuck would be... I wish I had the balls to do some shit like that. Uh, let's remember, though, don't fuck with cops. No. no. They don't like it at all. Don't, don't They thing. will fuck with you, though, as we've established. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll tend to fuck they love, with you. They, they, they love pulling little jokes. Like, hey, you have a warrant out, and then when you go, what? For what? And they go, I'm just kidding. Have a good night. <laughs> right? And then you go, hilarious. When I was uh, in, <laughs> when I was in high school, a friend of the family, a guy named Larry Wilk, had uh, a, a friend uh, at my high school who was like the head security guard. Okay. So he played a prank on me one time, <laughs> and the security guard showed up in class and was like, "I need to speak with Mr. Price," and he pulls me into a, a little side room Ooh, with Mr. the teacher. Price? Yeah, it was I don't Mr. think I've ever referred to you as Mr. Price. That sounds very yeah. And wasn't I technically yes. your manager? For yeah, a, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a little respect would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think out of fear. I may have said, sir. <laughs> that sounds right. That was never needed. <laughs> and please call sir? me, continue to call me Mr. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, 
I was never a sir. You know, <laughs> that kind of authority. I think you there. were a hey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the hell. Always a the hell. Staff, staff over there can still confirm I was indeed a the hell. That's right. Uh, but so the security guard pulls me in this little side office and he says, Mr. Price, and he starts telling me this stuff. And he goes, you know, we need to talk to you about your truancy. And I'm just panicking. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always here. I try to be here. If I'm sick, it's legit. My mom calls in. And he's like, I just want you to know. And he gets in real close and he goes, Larry Wilkes says hi. And that's when I knew it was. That sounds terrible. And that sounds awful yeah. and terrifying. That now. sounds like you were about to get murdered and Larry Wilkes <laughs> is a mobster. <laughs> right. but I Larry Wilkes says hi. Bang. And I realized, <laughs> no, it's a prank from a surly old man. So I'm just like, oh, you SOB. Or I was like, ha ha, you Whippersnapper, we were in class. But, yeah. you know. You old so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shook my finger at him, you know. Uh -huh. But uh, but now I realize, like, that was just a dick move from all involved. Hundred. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not cool. You, you made a little child shit listen, his pants a little. Listen. You know? Can I make an argument that it is objectively funny to everyone but you? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But when you're in the moment and it's you... You want no one to ever have to go through that. No. However, yeah. if that opportunity presents itself for you to do that to somebody else, if I would, well, that's where I'm going. Is there is a thing we 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 talk about how we don't like abuse of power, but all of us have abused a little bit of power before. Yes. Oh but, yeah, I mean, I abuse my dad power all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I use it to scare the shit out of my kids all the time. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. Uh, we talking about uh, you know we we mentioned I, when I was a manager over at Fox. I wasn't I wasn't someone who I think anyone would consider someone abusive with his power. But were there times that I enjoyed a perk or two because of my station? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Whether it was just a longer break or being able to delegate something that I could have as easily done myself. You know, these weren't things I always did. I did pride myself on trying to be sure uh, an active and involved and good, useful manager. Be but, a good boy. But sometimes <laughs> you're fucking tired, man. You know. Yeah. You know. I, well, I, and 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 it's almost like a rite of passage because. <laughs> You know, you've had somebody do that to you. Yeah. So you're just like, this is my to my time. Exactly. I climbed. I you know I endured somebody else's bullshit to give out a little bullshit. And, <laughs> and there were still plenty of times down where I here, would, down here, yeah. it's our time. <laughs> it's our time down here. Ah, oh, that's a good scene, Mikey. You you Mikey, you told him. He sure did. Yeah, man. Uh, I think of that all the time. <laughs> It's it's my turn. It's my turn to 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 do the fun stuff. They had their turn. Now it's my turn to be fun. Well, yeah, and, and again, you know, it, it's also not a, a don't be abusive with it. You know, like if, if, if sure if I'm if I've got moments where I've got someone helping me with something, then there better be times where I'm stepping in to help them. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just give and take, and especially when you're in a position of power, when you're in charge, you need to lead by example. Oh, sure. Let's let's be fair. If that cop would have said what he said to my friend Brian and not to me, yeah, I would probably be telling that story all the time and be like, "This is the funniest cop I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, and you if, know, and and that cop sure as hell better be you. Using that power and that privilege to help as many people as he can. Uh, doubtful, you but <laughs> tragically, we see too much of that. But, yeah, but it hopefully, is high, hopefully. highly doubtful. Like I got to give credit to the cop that kicked me out of Oktoberfest, the one who who uh, who didn't just. Uh, I threw some beer on someone, oh, and okay. uh, yeah, well, you, you, they, they, you were wondering. You're like, how does one get kicked out of Oktoberfest? Yeah. Yes, I, I'm just gonna say. I'm like more. They did yeah. deserve it. Uh, <laughs> they did deserve it. The beer laden person. The beer laden person deserved to be laden with beer, but. The cop didn't come grab me on the shoulder and go, hey, get the fuck out. 
we were like dancing on the tables, right? So he got on the table and waited for me to see him. <laughs> That's objectively hilarious. That's so fucking funny. I cannot deny it. That that You know what I mean? Like he's just standing there waiting. And then when I finally see him, he goes, hey, so you like to throw beer on people? And I this is one hundred percent true. I was like a deer in headlights. I had no fucking idea what to do. And I went, sometimes. <laughs> it is funny sometimes. <laughs> and he was like, I think it's time to go. And I, I said, Fair enough. I will confess. <laughs> I have never really enjoyed Oktoberfest because I've never been able to actually go. Ah. Uh, the I have always You're on business. I, yes. But the business wasn't always work. It was driving Uber. Oh, oh God. And they yeah. threw up in my car. Nope, nope, and, nope, nope. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I was like, I'm going to make a couple extra bucks. You know, they're all drunk. Oh, man. You know? I, I will openly admit that since I got sober, I, I am um, problematically impatient with overly drunk people. And I don't yeah. think that's a good thing for a former alcoholic. <laughs> Um, but I, my, it's an unfortunate thing. It is. And I feel bad. It's hard to show the compassion that we should. I exactly. I feel, I feel like I should be more compassionate, but I, I have very, very little patience for super drunk people. I bring that up because I, because the funny Oktoberfest story, the one Uber ride I did, these university of Tulsa kids just got drunk, probably a little high as well. And they all got in my car and they were sitting on each other's laps. And I was like, okay, well, you know. They're going to pay me no matter what. We got to get them to the university. And, yeah. and this motto has been stuck in my head since before COVID. They all got, they all, they were all like, yo, your name's Rick. Rick, what rhymes with Rick? <laughs> Dick. Oh, man. And it's the whole conversation of why don't you go by Dick? And then halfway home, and this motto will never leave my brain. They start going, who's got the big dick? It's Rick. And they're rolling, <laughs> we're rolling down the window. At the stop sign. And you talk about cops and stuff pulling up to everybody in Tulsa. And they're just like, yo, Rick's in here. And who's got the big dick? It's Rick. And I was just like, oh, my God. Because yeah. here I've got Because here I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on the news. And they're going to look over. And it's just like. They're so- oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that part. I was just thinking about, like, I would be so jazzed. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, hell yeah. It's me. It's me. My dick's big. It's me. It's me, me. Hi, everybody. I'm Rick. You may, see, you may have heard of me from the song. <laughs> a, it's like, it's like hello, hello, hello. You may have heard of me from having a big dick. <laughs> but that rhyme has never left my yeah, head. That's Every time so I see good. a Uber or a Lyft sign on a car, I'm just <laughs> like, got we got the big dick. Got it's Rick. You have flashbacks yeah. to the greatest ride of your life. Yeah. Man. That's amazing. Uh, you know, we're, we're, that's, that could have taken a turn because I really yes. started that out with a, a disappointment in those kids because your college kids. Your college kids and a basic rhyme scheme is what got you. Come on, guys. That that is uh, elementary. That is middle school level shit. But they rolled with it and they had a blast. And you know what? You, I you had, I hold it in my soul. You had yes. a hype yes. crew for that <laughs> ride. We would be lying if we didn't say that. No matter how old we are, we're always a sucker for a good rhyme. Yeah, it's, it never goes away. Yeah. Also, you don't get you don't get enough group of people like publicly chanting about the impressive size of. I was going to say it's, it's very seldom that those rhymes are compliments. Yeah, yeah. real. I, I don't know who, where these kids are today, but I I hope I hope I, they're see, all right. I remember rhymes more like fatty fatty two by four can't fit through oh. the bedroom door. Well, sure, you know those aren't as fun as yeah. Rick Rick got the big dick. I mean, <laughs> let's credit where it's due. Still really well crafted. Absolutely. It, it, it hurts 
every time, you know. <laughs> also, I, nothing really rhymes with Michael except for cycle. Yeah, yeah. So you got one thing. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. When I'm mad at my husband, I'll, I'll say, I'll just shorten it up to Mike. See, so, I, oh, I hate yeah. that. My he wife and I. <laughs> that, I'm sure he does. My it's wife and I. It's almost like I'm his parent and I'm giving him his full name, you know. When, when oh. uh, Becky and I early on one time, we were in the middle of an argument and she called me Mike, and for some reason it just, I hated it, and I went, don't fucking call me Mike! And it completely diffused the argument, because we both started laughing. And I Do was you like, turn it around, or are you like, Rebecca? <laughs> no, no, because it doesn't have the same, she doesn't mind it, so it's like, it's fine. But she knows I hate being called Mike, so. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah, that's, I, I don't have a, a nickname I don't like. I, I it, People have defaulted to Hilti, a lot over the years. Oh, I will never call no. you that. No. Less so that's as the an toll adult, company. but I still see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's true. Is we do have another reference yes. here in the Tulsa area, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, um, actually a weird story. Someone I knew once suffered a, a family tragedy at a Hilti, uh-huh. which really sucked. In, to- the, in the Tulsa Metro? Yeah, sucked uh-huh. the energy out of that name for me for at least six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, it, it's not a name I particularly like, and especially as an adult, it feels very, it feels a little silly, you, yeah. know, you know, but occasionally someone will still use it. I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. It's fine, you know. I, I don't, don't know. I've always been impressed with your name. I think there's a regalness to it because of the hotels. But that's what mom was going for. Okay, uh, yeah. Which, <laughs> which, considering most of the the abstract poverty we've lived in most of the time, you know, I get it, mom. She wanted a dream. Were you conceived at a Hilton? Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know that I was conceived at all. I was really more of the midi chlorians <laughs> came together and uh, gave me life. Uh, at least you mean the Thetans? Uh, the Thet. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, where's Shelly, David? Uh, <laughs> where is Shelly? I was. I told you, John Oliver did a where's Shelly. Yeah, he's. He throws those in like every few episodes, and it's really great. I'm glad. Yeah, it's really great just to make sure that people don't forget that he's probably a murderer. (laughs) I said probably. Calm down. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm winking a lot. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. So the whole thing about abusing power and how we might do it, that I brought that up, too, because another thing that I do is I I can be mocking without meaning to. Mm. And... I, I was worried about it with one of the trailers we watched. We oh, watched when you the- accidentally go, that sounds exactly like me. And then you go, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I bad. I meant I disagree. I don't know that you really thought of. That is a really funny concept. Like just accidentally mocking someone. mock people. No, yeah, that's what I said. So when we were looking for trailers for today, and I ran across this one from uh, the, the Broken Lizard comedy crew, the guys that did Super Troopers and um, Club Dread, uh, Club Dread, and, and uh, uh, Beer Fest, and uh, the uh, the Slam and Salmon. I believe is the name of the other one they did. That's <laughs> a thing. Yeah, that sounds like a sex movie. Not takes place, to do. It takes place at a restaurant. It does not called the Slam and Salmon. It's not. And it's run by Michael it takes Clark. Plays in a private room between consenting <laughs> adults. It's real. I know it's real, and it hurts, Mike. It it hurts a lot. Don't fucking call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, slamming salmon. Oh, man. It actually was not bad. It's pretty funny. It's not. It, okay. It's not. It is. It leaves a mark. I'm sorry. Okay. Not the sex thing oh, movie. You know what's going to be creepy? Somebody listening to this, and we go to Lady Godiva's in a couple of months, and they're like, that woman up there. 
That's the slamming salmon. <laughs> <laughs> they call her Sally the yeah. slamming salmon. Don't forget, everybody, we got daily specials. Now come to the stage. It's slamming salmon. <laughs> Sally the slamming salmon Salazar. <laughs> Salazar. We got, we got a whole new meaning to, the, to the SeaWorld in here. Syllables. <laughs> the star of SeaWorld and Club Godiva. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Lady Godiva. Is it, what's it called? Is it Lady, yeah, Lady Godiva? I think it's just called Godiva's oh. now. Is it? I don't so know. I don't know. That sounds like a chocolate yeah, it's just lawsuit. a chocolate here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not even a strip club anymore. <laughs> I'm so much more concerned with chocolate than was, naked people. It was really convenient when the chocolatier moved in. They didn't have to change the signage or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just took the lady with <laughs> the horse off. the lady off. <laughs> Actually, they didn't you can keep the horse. They left her. They just put chocolates in her hands. <laughs> She's now on a chocolate horse. <laughs> Oh, we have fun. Yeah, we watched trailers though. Uh, so we watched the trailer for the new one from Broken Lizard called Quasi. Quasi, and it's all about it's a hunchback of the Notre Dame or the hunchback of Notre Dame parody, aka Quasimoto. Quasimoto, exactly. And I thought, okay, this is going to be offensive. This is going to be the kind of thing that's meant to be funny, but is just kind of like ableist jokes the entire time. Mm. And then, sure enough. The first ableist joke that popped up on screen, I laughed heartily. (laughs) And I didn't mean to. And and I mean, it does seem like it's funny. It does not really seem to be that kind of movie. It 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 doesn't seem to be punching down. No, it plays. It it really plays off the establishment at at the time. Right. It makes fun of the church. It makes fun of the king. It makes fun of the kingdom. Right. Um, I don't know. I I was immediately sold when I just saw the words Hulu original. Like that mean I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, this is going to be better than anything I can see in most theaters at this point, because I've been thoroughly impressed with everything Hulu original lately. Really? So Hulu's did they did the history of the world part two? Did you watch that? Yes. And I but recently we just finished Chippendales. Oh, oh yeah, the, Chippen- the welcome yeah. to Chippendales yes, with that, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh, is wonderful! It, is it like is it about Chippendales? The true story about you know the murder and the guy. Oh, the you didn't know this? No. no oh that's yeah, cool. no. That's what's and, crazy yeah. is there are two murders tied to the Chippendales story, and they kind of bookend the Chippendales story yeah. because the first one is the murder of Dorothy Stratton. The, okay. the Playboy Playmate. Okay. Because the guy who murdered her was one of the early uh, investors and, yeah. and people involved with Chippendales. Um, he with, was pretty. He was pretty much the guy who was like, "Who wants a backgammon club? Like, yeah, we, yeah. We, we want some. We want some. You know, backside. You know, kind okay. of things. So, it's yeah. it's worth watching. It's really oh, good. Yeah. And and anything with Murray Bartlett in it, I'm just like, whoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's very good. Oh my gosh, he's really good. Um, the whole cast was good. Uh, I didn't realize that Hulu had become known for quality. That's great to hear. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, keep in mind it's like Disney. Stuff. It's yeah. pretty much Disney. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah, it is just another arm of Disney at this yep. point. It is. Yeah. It's just like Fox is now. So yeah. Yeah. The Simpsons predicted it. Simpsons Fox. called it. Fox, <laughs> a Disney corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's so but crazy no, I, how I just, prophetic that show was. If I see those two words, I'm like, I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. Cause yeah. uh, it's, and, and so I was just, I'm like, I'm, I'm really interested. And then, and then maybe, I don't, I don't know. We, we, maybe, maybe it's just a Saturday morning, but I was like, you know what? For Quasimodo, this guy's kind of hot. <laughs> and I, I can see through the makeup. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he yeah, was, he yeah. was not a bad looking, uh, bad looking. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Steve. Uh, let, no, me, no, no, let me uh, pull up the IMDB on that one. Uh, he's the one that played Mac in super troopers. Okay, and I could definitely see uh, uh, Steve Lemmy. Steve Lemmy. Okay, yeah. cool. I called it. Yeah, there you go. He ain't bad looking. 
Yeah, and Kevin Hefferman, he's the one that Heffernan. played uh, Farva, right? Yes. Hefferman? Yes. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he looks like he's going to be good in this, too. He's uh, directing it. Oh, okay. He's, he's starring in it, too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was, um, I think, one of like the religious leaders. Oh, he was two people. He was Quasi's buddy, and he was the the religious guy. Okay, yeah. cool. And then Jay uh, Chandrakash- Chandrakashar, he's always good. He was really good in Super Troopers, so glad to see him having a prominent role in this. Chandrasekhar. Chandra- Chandra- you know Chandra- what? I've never been my strength, Mike. I understand. Don't fucking call me Mike. (laughs) (laughs) A hapless hunchback yearns for love. Why has he got to be hapless, but finds himself in the middle of a murderous feud between the Pope and the King of France? He was going to store his hap where the hunch is, so Mm. that's why he's hapless. Mm. The King of France, when (laughs) each orders... Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> you said he was, why does he have to be hapless? I said because he was going to put it where the hunch is. Oh. What's a hap? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I That's also, where my brain immediately went as I was like, wait, is that a thing that I don't know about? I, I, I would tell you, unfortunately, I am also hapless. Fair. <laughs> wait, my dumb, dumb brain got stuck on, yeah, what, what is a hap and how can one be without one? What is it in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Pope and the King of France each order the hunchback to kill the other one. Uh, so apparently he's like a merc. He's <laughs> 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 a mercenary for hire. Yeah. This is actually the sequel to Suicide that's, Squad. That's dope. <laughs> I'm actually more on board now. Uh, hopefully he kills the Pope first. I mean... Or the King of France. I don't know that six I have a one. preference. Yeah, uh, six of one. You you have to wonder what Victor Hugo's thinking about how all this is all taken off. And mm-hmm. like, the, the original author of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. So. I wonder if there's like a relative somewhere who's just like, where's my royalties? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. Where's my hell? money? Come on, Disney. This is like movie number two. I guess is, is this, is, the Hunchback's got to be in public domain, yeah. right? It's got to be public domain at this point. I would imagine. Huh. Well, yeah, Victor Hugo's been dead a while. Well, let's look that up real quick. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing with with stuff with public domain, especially if you have like your, um, you know, if your estate's involved, a lot of times they can renew copyrights on on their behalf. Certain things ah! can, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, it entered public domain in 51. Yeah. Wow. No wonder. because Oh, because Due the to the claimant's fa- failure oh. to renew its copyright. Oh, so, so now yeah. there's a Thanksgiving fight somewhere. Well, maybe if Grandma would have filed the right paperwork. You know? yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. So that's what it is. So so right now the Hugo family is just angry at their... Well, now, now this is actually the film. Oh, okay. Oh. We're talking about the film here. Oh, there you go. Pete. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, here's an interesting. Is Esmeralda public domain? The author died in 1865, so this work is in the public domain. Oh, okay. In its country of origin. Unless it's talking about a different Esmeralda. I just, I know it's spelled this way, but which poo is public domain? As <laughs> 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 we look on Google. <laughs> Weird. So a poo, oh. piglet, kangaroo, owl, eeyore, and Christopher Robin are all public domain. Oh, shit. What's Let's that? go wild on some fucking Winnie the Pooh fanfic. <laughs> There's not enough Pooh fanfic. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, there's so much you could do with Eeyore. Oh yeah. Oh hell, these could all be like marijuana gummy types, you know. Oh, <laughs> I got oh. a I got a good Pooh you can have, you know. 
two, oh. I'll trade you two Kangas for a room. <laughs> yeah, I got some real strong Kanga in the back. Kanga, Kanga <laughs> is a, a sativa for sure. Rue sounds like a shortened version of Rufy, so I don't really like that oh, in reference yeah. to drugs. Let's not do that. <laughs> also, Eeyore now, is I will, definitely I will pop sedatives. a couple piglets. <laughs> yeah. He went all Christopher Robin in on that on that. <laughs> pipe <laughs> <laughs> really christopher robin williams himself so poo piglet kanga rue poo piglet kanga owl all weed rue is roofies eeyore is some kind of sedative and christopher robin's math right that oh for sure that seems like something club something you'd use in a club yes he's yes, totally christopher he robin right now yeah i was gonna say it's a euphemism for coming <laughs> Yes. Like Christopher Robin. Everybody all over is drugs back. except for Christopher Robin. <laughs> oh man, I Christopher Robin my pants. <laughs> Had this girl over last night. We did a kanga, but then she rude. <laughs> then I Christopher Robin on her back. <laughs> oh boy, that got gross. <laughs> we have ruined Winnie the Pooh for people. Quasi the Moto looks fun though. It quasi looks good. I said quasi the Moto on accident. <laughs> Um. Anyway, that one looks fun. What was the other one we watched? The other two. Yes, I know, but the one that's not the Tommy Wiseau one. <laughs> the Tommy Wiseau one. <laughs> What's the other? One? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. God damn it! This I could not care less. Uh, I never got into the Power Rangers. I was too old. It was corny to me. Yeah. Uh, I remember my cousin liked it, and I was like, "Man, you like that corny ass Power Rangers shit? I'm still on Ninja Turtles, dog." <laughs> Ninja Turtles, I felt like I was too old for. So by the time Power Rangers, and I and I loved them still, yeah. But I still felt like I was aging out of it. When Power Rangers came along, I was definitely aged out. Yeah. The only reason I remember any of it is because it was on like in that first half hour after high school, mm. where I would get home in time and it would just be on. It's like there ain't shit else on, you know. Mm. So this cast for this movie, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Once and Always, the original cast with like Amy Jo Johnson and Austin St. John. I remember those guys. So I was at least curious if I it would too, tickle that nostalgia. <laughs> but this does not do anything. I don't, no. I don't even. We're looking at the Rita Repulsa. I mean, she looks like a repurposed Terminator. <laughs> 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 she's no, she's not. She's not like Xena's pissed off sister anymore. Mm-hmm. She's 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 a machine. She's like she's it's like it's like. The original Rita died, but this is the love child she made with C-3PO that carries uh, on her legacy. Yeah, well, yeah. Did, is, the, is the original Rita Repulsa still with us? I'll check. Because maybe this is their, their answer yeah. to not being able to have that actress's face. Uh, Barbara Goodson, yeah. she is still alive. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I thought she just celebrated a birthday, but it was one of those things that I couldn't remember if we were celebrating a birthday or her passing. Well, so. then who, did she also do, yeah, there she do the... Okay, as she appears in the first season, so that is her playing. Okay, the but that's kind of like sexy evil, like the the whole the whole face on the new one. There's no there's no like sex appeal to. Mm-mm. Well, she is older, so it, it could very well be that they didn't want to put her in makeup again, or or she didn't want to be. On I don't camera. know. She looks good. I agreed, but you know, Hollywood so she probably is a just fickle said no. bitch. <laughs> yeah, she may very well just said no. You're nah. typecasting me. Well, let's, 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 she was let's like, "You can use there. a stunt yeah. person and put a mask on him." <laughs> oh, do I? Not? I don't know. Then, then, then she kind of like yeah, when she's like talking. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe she doesn't have the throat anymore. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she is set to reprise her role oh. as Rita in the 30th anniversary Power Rangers special, which I'm pretty sure is what this is talking about. 
So maybe they do show her face oh, and she just like, puts a mask on for the fighting parts because she was not going to do the fighting parts. It's like Independence Day. You got to take the face off to see the real face of the alien. So. <laughs> uh, but even the cast that we did get, all the kids now grown up, the the dialogue was very cheesy and hokey. And yeah. Oh, man. I, it was like five seconds in and I was like, nope, don't care. Bye bye. Yeah. I was more interested to still go back and watch the 2017 remake movie. It wasn't nah. bad. With Elizabeth, right? It wasn't like, bad. That at least, I, I love stuff like this. I love lore like this. Like the idea of this like superhero group of teens and the, the magic guy that gets them all together, the he- floating head or whatever, Zordon. And I, like, I like that that's a thing that had longevity enough to be remade. Have you seen Shazam? No. If you like empowering kids... I just, I am so... No, worried. I hate children. <laughs> well, <laughs> for the, there's two good kids. I, there's two children in this world I like. They live in this house. That's it. That's what I draw the line. Like, we were we were foster parents at the time. We, we were giving it a test. And and the, the kids in Shazam are foster kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're empowered to save the world. And I was like, this is, this is the most beautiful storyline. And this kid was having such a terrible time at school and getting picked on and... You know, kids can be dicks. And oh, were, yeah. And they were saying, like, oh, you're a foster kid. You know, nobody wants you and loves you. And we take them to go see Shazam. Mm-hmm. And just just that message of of he can do. It, 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 like, we went in for family video night or, or movie night, and we came out and we're like, holy crap, this kid just got empowered to do some good. Well, like, good. Yeah. That's so, good, though, though. And it's and it's still, like, a good superhero. Yeah. And and it's still got the comedy to it, too. Like, I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm still thankful for the message that sent. It's, it was, it wasn't like, you know, I felt like the Power Rangers were upper echelon, kind of like, oh, yeah, we're the cool kids. And all of a sudden, you know, we got, we got these powers. Like, here's Shazam. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's just yeah, like. Yeah, these fucking rich kids. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got, got more cool stuff. <laughs> Some Southern California <sighs> high school. Yeah. yeah. Not, it's not Shitheads. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know if you guys know this, but most most dissemble uh, Rita by her two pointed hair cones, but one may also recognize her by her screeching voice, Madonna like cone bra, and obnoxious <laughs> attitude. That attitude for me is really what nails Rita Repulsa. She's got that bad too, dude. It's that bad, bad. It's not Repulsa. It's she Repulsa because of the tude. Yeah, she's got yeah. a repulsive tude. Uh, but anyway, I, I dudes with bad tudes. <laughs> I don't plan to watch this. No, fuck no. I could not. I yeah. No, hell no. <laughs> I was also not in the slightest interested in our third trailer, the new movie from Tommy Wiseau. Oh, I am until. The change, not even the change at the end, which was weird enough, also had my interest, but what was weird was the shark that shows up after the minute and a half of now, boxing. did we pull up the site, the big, big shark movie? Not com. yet. Let's do that because um, there's still part of me that thinks that this isn't an actual movie. Um, part of me thinks that this this is a trailer he okay. made. Be careful. Don't tarp it, type in big shark movie. Yeah, be That's careful. Right. <laughs> Which, uh, with my failing vision, there was a chance. So it just takes you to TommyWiseau.com. Look at that picture. He looks like David Koresh. That's insane. Um, he looks like David Koresh and Eddie Van Halen had a kid. So, yeah, I think that I'm right that this is not a movie. It was just a, a, an advertisement to get you to his site. So... The Big Shark movie, it's... It, it's Might not be a movie. It's <laughs> probably not a movie. <laughs> okay, the only thing that we have to say that is the website that doesn't talk about the movie <laughs> at all. 
Right. I'm just saying my gut tells me that this is not a real movie. At all. There is no, there is nothing about the movie. That is oh. correct. Oh, it doesn't even go to bigsharkmovie.com. It automatically That's what I'm redirects it. It redirected you to, redirected to that. a shark on here. That's I mean, there's I'm some saying. nice cleavage in this uh, yeah, photo here a, of, a, of a sweatshirt. But Well, uh, they. Oh, I like how it zooms in a little. <laughs> oh, that one's in the little too. Everyone's, hey, oh, hey, everyone's oh. doing well on this website. <laughs> Congrats to everyone on this site. Um, uh, so yeah, so the movie it's it's got a lot of like the the words on the screen acting like something big is going to happen. But and and the words are same font as the room, so to pull you in. The visual is two guys in a boxing ring. After a guy says, "I'm the referee," start fighting. Or he whatever. says, "I'm the referee. Who's ready for a fight?" Yeah, because that's how boxing works. Is <laughs> first, someone establishes themselves as the referee. Yeah. Okay, I'm the referee. Never mind. He was already dressed like a referee. Correct. But a lot of people can show up dressed like the referee, but the first one to get in the ring and say, I am the referee, gets to be the referee. <laughs> Literally. That's how the rules, that's how the WBC, WBO, that's how they all do it. W-E-B. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and then it's... But my favorite thing is the, the names of the two boxers is just a straight Tommy classic because their names are... What's your name? He, he goes, what's your name? Johnny. What's your name? Tony. <laughs> Just classic American I was American expecting one to be like the big shark. Yeah. yeah. yeah the shark. They call me the big shark. But no, they fight for like 30 That's seconds. That's also how boxing works is you get into the ring and nobody knows who you are. <laughs> and they just go, what's your name? What's your name? All right, fight. <laughs> what's your name? Mike Tyson. What's your name? Buster Douglas. All right, go. <laughs> that is how that went. That is how that went. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there's a shark chasing men down the street. I don't know. It was New Orleans. I kind of I kind of was expecting some when the Saints go marching in. He was looking for some beads or something. Yeah, or, no. How <laughs> dare you question how well Tommy Wiseau knows New Orleans culture? He is born and raised in Louisiana. You can tell from his accent. Yeah, that shark isn't out to eat anyone. He just wants to, you know, get some beads and <laughs> see some tits. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just trying to see some tits. <laughs> He's opening shark. his mouth not to eat you, but take it off. Yeah, he's just horny. He's just trying to motorboat. Uh, BigHornySharkMovie.com. Yes, that's what makes the shark big. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's, it's, here's the thing a lot of people take for granted. It's, it's not that you want a longer shark. It's that you want to. Never mind. Never mind. The never shark mind. The shark was like Birdemic level CGI. Yeah. It um, was, if you don't know about Birdemic, just go look up a couple of clips of Birdemic and the CGI in Birdemic. And it is next level terrible. Like, like ca- had to cost like $5 on fucking, you know, Microsoft Paint or some shit. Like, it's so, so gnarly. Um, I'm going to play this trailer while we talk. Oh, yeah. Do that. Do uh, that. But uh, the uh, the thing that got me, uh, I turned the, uh, my sound off. Oh, good. The um, Big Shark trailer then is after it's established that this is a movie named Big Shark. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, that the Big Shark trailer ends, but the video is not over. Because then a black and white boxer shorts commercial <laughs> begins, or, or not boxer briefs? Are they briefs? Are they boxers? no? They're they're boxers. No, they're, they're boxers. No, but they boxer briefs. Yeah, boxer yeah. briefs. But they have that that kind of top. The elastic the, um, has got embroidery on it. Yeah, with the, the name Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, much the way like a Calvin Klein would have. Yeah, or, or Fruit of the Loom, or Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah, or Haynes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, really. At some point, we decided that any name was fine yeah. for the top of our underwear. <laughs> Um. Hey, I'm expecting Sam's choice. Now, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd wear that. Costco. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Uh, Amazon. Uh. Select. 
What does the Amazon suggests? Amazon Basics. Amazon Basics. When you're a basic <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, oh, God, this trailer. So there has been no birds in the Birdemic trailer. Oh, uh, that's the thing about Birdemic is like you don't get to it for a real hot minute. The first part is just a really sweet story about uh, an actress and a, and a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Master uh, of the romantic thriller, James Nguyen. So the but then the 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 boxer briefs ad features a woman and then Tommy Wiseau wearing a very obvious blonde wig and saying and John Lennon glasses and John Lennon glasses saying love is forever is that what he says no he says love is blind love is blind exactly oh here's the birds sh- yep oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow I I forgot about how good this trailer is yeah and then they run out with uh, with the clothes hangers oh god. The swooping bird it's CGI. So, so good. That is amazing. Oh, but let's not let's remember we gotta stop and have a sex break and then we can get back to fighting the birds. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, Rick. <laughs> fighting off the birds, you work up quite a sexual <laughs> The problem with this movie is the is birds there, aren't moving while they're flapping. That's the problem yes. with the movie. The problem with the movie also is that there was far there was not nearly enough sex for the acting to be that bad yes <laughs> like if the acting is that bad there better be a lot of fucking to distract <laughs> us from how bad it that, is that is the porn to story ratio that is a Correct. golden ratio absolutely yeah, you that's... know that you have to make up for the the lack of acting talent with more fucking <laughs> that is a deal <laughs> but yeah that's the level of cgi we were talking about with that shark um but yeah then we go to tommy's uh, commercial um where you have him saying love's blind um, and then and then it cuts to the girl saying something and they obviously just shot the audio of the room that the, she was in. She was not mic'd personally because it's just it cuts from like, you know, quiet to and whatever she says, just so much room noise. I, I feel like that part we might maybe we should watch. that. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Let's let's do that so we can hear it. Let's just play that. Now, are these the same dudes wearing the underwear that were boxing? And that's that's oh, and he saved question. money. Solid question. Yeah, we might have to investigate. No, we need to hear it. Oh, we missed it. Go back. I think she comes back. Love is blind. No, she only does it. Love is dangerous. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Love is blind. Love is blind. So he says that twice. Love is awesome. And then that guy. Love is awesome. It's awesome. Have you ever seen that documentary, Tickled? No. <gasps> you haven't? No, of course not. You have to. I'm not... This isn't a you want to see this documentary. Yeah. You have to see this documentary. Okay. These guys remind me of, of people that were kind of coerced into being in the you have to watch tickled it's one of the craziest documentaries i've ever seen in my life netflix uh, i think it's hbo uh, maybe uh, oh, okay uh, the, let, me, the, let me look the, real quick the hand-wringing glee that i'm seeing i have never seen it's insane the, and it it's one of those where you're like there's no fucking way this is real <laughs> i've never seen you push something like this before that's what i mean when and, i say and, like and it's not a you want to it's a you have to yeah uh, let's see. Watch options. It is on Blue. It is on Pluto, Tubi, Redbox, Voodoo, uh, Prime Video. I think it's on Google it's called, Prime. It's called Tickled. Tickled. Uh, I think it's on YouTube Premium, maybe. Tickled Weird. Documentary. There we go. 
a documentary about a yeah, here we go. Journalist David Ferrier stumbles upon a mysterious tickling competition online. As he delves deeper, he comes up against fierce resistance, but that doesn't stop him getting to the bottom of a story stranger than fiction. Weird. Well, okay. Well, I'm not sure what I think about this anymore. I thought that this was a definite no for me, dog, but um, now I don't know. I don't know. There's kind of like eyes in the feather in the feather. You. Oh, like yeah. I cannot stress enough how. It just gets... Why does he have a bird on him? It just gets crazier. That was his own personal bird. That's the journalist. It wasn't weird. He was in his apartment. That's not the weirdest part of the document. You think that wasn't weird? That was weird. Because, no, no, no. That's one of the most normal things in the whole goddamn thing. Can you imagine your boss walking in on you watching these tickle videos? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's good. They they stay clothed. Yeah, basically, uh, I I feel like I can't tell you anything without spoilers. Yeah, I want nothing. I want nothing to know. I, oh, I, I my, might, there's I, some money with it. I want. I might want nothing to do with this at all. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. I, okay, <laughs> listeners, I have to describe to you how visibly and immediately you have to watch how this. immediately visibly agitated Zampino became. <laughs> When I just said I didn't want to watch it at all, like the word, the sentence wasn't even over, and his because it was like it was that you said you want to. I'm like, no, 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 you don't want to. You have to. (laughs) There's a difference. It's it's so fucking. It's I can't tell. So funny. If the way you are acting makes me guaranteed that I need to watch this movie because you've never (laughs) you've never reacted Uh -uh. like this before, or. My resolve may be stronger than ever. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh well, you're gonna watch it, right? And I, you're gonna report back. I mean, I mean, there are some very good looking men in the, getting tickled here. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's part of the whole thing. <laughs> that's part of the whole thing is when it's revealed why these things are being made. But I can't tell if that I, I just, I'm so concerned about your. Reaction. Is it a mockumentary or is it no, real? No, it is. Oh my, one hundred percent real. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Fry, huh? Uh huh. I don't know. Oh, and then we're back to that. <laughs> um, also, this man has not earned his gray sweatpants. I'm just going to point that out. Well, and in classic Tommy Wiseau fashion, he did not make them take stuff out of their pockets for the shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, I, uh, but yeah, so um, Tommy Wiseau. And I think that was fun because, Rick, you weren't familiar with The Room. So what did you think of that going in blind to the Tommy Wiseau phenomena? Uh, I was expecting like the Meg, yeah. When you told me, because I, I I enjoyed the Meg. Oh, the Meg I, was yeah. fun. Yeah, I was. The Meg uh, was a so bad it's good movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I I I don't know. I was expecting I for like I said earlier. I thought it was going to be some dude's nickname who was a boxer, and he's like, oh, he's the big shark, you know. But I I don't know. I was very I was interested. I mean. My family doesn't go to the movies anymore except like Circle Cinema because honestly, it was like I'd, I'd, I'd rather, you know, have you, you know what Ryanair is in, in Europe, right? The like Spirit no. Airlines, but they like duct tape the seats together. And oh, stuff. Jesus. Wow. So the last time we went to AMC to go see Plane, we were like, this is probably going to be the last time we're going to the movies for a while. So, but I, 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 it would be something I would watch at home. Yeah. For sure. 
Well, and this article from Variety says it's a real movie. So it does. It's, it's got listings of, of debut screenings. So. I wonder why he has to extend the copyright out. It's like, does he keep putting it off or what's going on here? Is there some kind of legal reason? Oh, uh, knowing knowing what I know of Tommy Wiseau is uh, he probably uh, had to get multiple copyrights because of how long it took him to finish the film. <laughs> It's true, especially considering this is the first one he's done since The Room, and The Room came out originally in what, like, oh one? Uh-huh. Like, it that's an old oh. movie at this point. Uh-huh. You it's know? now a classic. Yeah, it's on Turner Classic <laughs> Movies, <laughs> <laughs> right next to Kindergarten Cop. We don't see enough uh, Kindergarten Cop remakes uh, in this life. Oh yes, we have. They they've remade it, and they didn't need to. They remade Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Yeah, oh. of course they did. No, they didn't. Swear to God, there's also a shitty it? sequel. It's I think there's been a sequel and a reboot. Kindergarten Cup two. No, oh, oh, 2016. No, I, I just see the Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren sequel. Is there going to be a Kindergarten Cop three? The final class, aka Kindergarten Cop three. Oh my God, he's coming. Oh, and back. it's got both of them. John Kimball and Zach Reed start teaching at the same Jesus Christ. But also But also can... to see who can be the better teacher. <laughs> I don't know. This is Oklahoma. I kind of want to see him step down and do pre-K cop. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a whole different, you know, ball game. I want to see him run for school board cop. Uh, CR- <laughs> CRT cop. Dude, I okay, I gotta talk to you guys real quick about something that happened last night. There Uh-oh. was a uh, so I was out at uh, Tulsa Ballet doing my ballet in as I do. Uh-huh. And, dancing uh, the night away. Dancing uh being the uh star uh, of Tulsa Ballet, as Correct. many of you know I can. If you've heard my my voices, my my accents, my dancing is just as good. Um if not better. If not better. Um, it was a quiet moment. The show had already started. I, there was really no work to be done. Out front, uh, outside of the Tulsa PAC, on the sidewalk, I see a man carrying a sign for a uh, a, a candidate for city for for school board for Tulsa Public School school board named Boswell, John or something, Steve, Bill, whatever first name, Boswell. And I I see people walking past the man holding the sign. No one's engaging him. I have questions. So I go out there and I'm like, hey, and he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, well, first off, are you Boswell? And he goes, no, I'm not Boswell. I'm just uh, uh, a volunteer who I believe in his message. And I go, okay, well, um, I'm a conduit. I'm like, can you tell me about uh, Boswell's platform and, and what does he believe? Why should I vote for him? And he immediately starts in about Deborah Gist, who has been the superintendent yeah. of mm-hmm. instruction um, for Tulsa Public Schools and uh, how she is just ruining the district. And I go, okay. This is very abstract about a person. And I'm like, that's um, if we're going to go abstract, I'm like, let's just go ahead and sum this up real quick. So I go, okay, let's just do a couple quick questions. I go, what would Mr. Boswell say about the recent movement involving the word woke? And he goes, oh, we are flat out against it. And I go, okay, I'm learning a lot. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I go, and, and he starts immediately talking to me about how. You know, uh, uh, the school board, and goes right back to Deborah Gist and how the school board is, is centered around Gist as some Jesus. kind of like, and they're supposed to be in charge of her or whatever. And I'm like, I, like, I don't really care about school board politics, you know, about the structure of it or whatever. I go, I go, let me, I go, let's just do another question. I go, because I think I pretty much know everything I need to know, but I just want to check. I go, what would you or Mr. Boswell say if I asked you about critical race theory? 
And of course, the answer for that should largely be that it's irrelevant because in in terms of what Tulsa Public School does, they're not going to get into the depths of critical race theory. Nobody does because it's only taught in college. Yeah, well, and I mean, there's there's ancillary stuff that might come up. But, but that's not the same thing, though. Exactly. That's the, that's the problem is that they're trying to purposefully lump things in but, and call it CRT when it's CRT is strictly a, a a theory in law school but how he reacted to that was going to be a real big <laughs> check for me in terms of like a what he understood about the concept mm-hmm. and b how much he was subscribing to just dog whistles mm-hmm. so he immediately starts talking about the 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 people of color on the current school board and i'm like well what is that i'm like no i want to know about curriculum what are your thoughts yeah. on on racially motivated or racially charged curriculum he's like you know? we found a black lady who thinks crt is bad it was, so it is it was very much like that yeah. and i'm just like wow i'm like okay i'm like we I- found a local candace owens and she's terrible. Yeah. And she thinks this critical race theory is bad. And because she's black and saying it's bad, it has to be bad. And it was just <laughs> such an easy way to like, I, I just go, I, I, and I kind of, I cut him off. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I think I already know everything I need to know about you yeah. and, and Boswell. And I just want you to know that Boswell will in no way have my vote. Yeah. You've, you've secured an enthusiastic vote for his opponent. Yeah. Good uh, job. And it was it was it was really funny because all he had to do on either one of those to keep me involved as and I'm a left leaning voter. I mean that's that's no secret by this point. But all he had to do was to not immediately shut them down or find excuses to to deviate the conversation. If he would have even said something like, "Well, that's a complicated issue," I would have still been listening. Sure, but it was so easy to just get him to like, Rawr! and I was like. Yeah, those arguments are never about substance. It's always just the nuance. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe I I I, I chose two overly hot buzzwords. You know, I <laughs> I, I, I could see where maybe yeah. I, I accidentally triggered him without realizing it. You know, but you fucked up your Tucker Carlson Mad Lib, and it really threw a wrench in his gears. Right. I just and I don't know. And I mean, maybe that's just how bad the 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 dialogue has gotten in a lot of examples. I was but. waiting for you to ask about sexually charged books. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Uh, Which Doctor Seuss book makes you the horniest? I, I just. I. I. I mean, let's let's face it, because I've been covering this issue for work. Kids don't need books today. They have tablets, oh, phones, yeah. every, and that stuff is not going to read it to them. It's going to just flat out show them the sex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hundred I mean, percent. And I, I. 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 I've got. I've got friends who are public school teachers across the state and they're just like what the heck we're not doing anything i i blame yes there were a couple of books out there that were flat out porn oh sure but i i blame i don't blame a teacher i don't blame even an administrator what i blame is an overly zealous bookseller who probably was like hey guys we've got an equality pack on sale 25 percent off buy it now and they didn't look through the book yeah i just i i just i i well, and we got to remember that the the fight for understanding, recognition, acceptance is very different here in Oklahoma than it is in in cities on the coast. And because of that, there may be media that can further the fight differently in different parts of the country. So that bookseller may be able to sell something that's a little bit more graphic to a to a say a high school audience in California than they would to a middle school group in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What, what we what we have gotten wrong in this country when it comes to the, the sex in the books in the schools, and it's it's both the left and the right, 
is we are confusing sexual orientation with fetish. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And well, we're also just we're also just confusing sexual orientation with being sexualized in and of itself. Like the idea of discussing a same-sex couple existing being sexualized when you're just describing two people existing in a relationship. There's nothing overtly yeah. sexual about mentioning their I, existence. And 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 we I mean we even have yeah. we have we have people across this country making laws who do not realize that heterosexuality is a sexual orientation. Thank you, it sure is. <laughs> and so they're like, we don't want to talk about, you know, boys versus girls. And I'm like well, you know, you got to at least eventually point them to the right bathroom. Well, and uh, yeah. I think it was in Missouri where uh, I the think, gay Republican yes, asked about you. Martha Washington. Yes. How are you going to teach about yeah. Martha Washington when she was George basically nothing wife. but George Washington's wife? Yeah, it's, it's that's a sexual orientation. I, I just we're having these such knee jerk reactions. And it's just like, really, the I, I I'm not a parent. I, I know you are, mm -hmm. I, but I, 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 we just covering Oklahoma for so long, we have three types of parents and we have the ones who will 100% show up for everything in the classroom. You've got the working parents who will do whatever they can. And then you've got the, the, the third who are simply like, thanks for coming out the womb. I'll support you and feed you, but you're on your own. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we act like everybody is in that first class of parents who don't have to work can always be, and, and it, it's yeah. just not realistic. Oh, yeah. It's not real at For all. Sure. And 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 so we're we're forgetting about we have working families and we're forgetting that we have the internet for these kids and these kids are so tech savvy I oh, try, for sure even yeah. on the foster kids i'm trying to put you know parental controls on it, and they're just building a whole separate account yep and yeah. so it's, yeah oh man if i would like I, I just know that even back when i was a kid when we didn't have the internet like if you banned a book that you that was just a guarantee that i was gonna go oh for find sure it. i have I mean? a whole shelf full of banned gay books and and so now yeah. you've got you you ban a book and they don't have to go to walden books or, or wherever no. they they get it instantly like you ban that book and they're like well let me google this right the fuck now <laughs> I, re I remember having a conversation with a pastor when i before i came out of the closet and was hiding in the church and he mm -hmm. was talking about pornography today and he and, and this was this was back in you know the, the george w bush administration and he was just like you kids have it so easy and he was, and he was just, he was like, he was like, I remember when I was your age, we'd be hiding out behind the hotel, hoping some businessman threw out his nudie mag, Hell and yeah. we thought we scored. Um, um, we, the discussions we are having today about these books fails to take into account it's the, uh, the accessibility, <laughs> yeah, just the accessibility <laughs> of of everything. So often lately, I feel like a lot of <laughs> you think they haven't seen shit way more graphic already. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh no, the book says the word queer in it. Yeah, ah! <laughs> clutch my pearls. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the thing about it is, so much of legislation, it feels like lately, maybe forever, has been the pandering. To the acknowledging the fear, the irrational fears of the most ignorant. Well, the idea that a book in the library is going to be what changes, makes some negative change to a kid is the the idea of someone that is so detached from reality and is so ignorant of the breadth of available media to these kids, never mind the breadth of that kid's experience growing up. Well, can I can I just tell you that, in my opinion, you are 100% right, but in in my humble opinion, I think that there's a deeper um, 
uh, strategy behind that in that uh, I think that the Republican Party has come to terms with the fact that when it comes down to the actual policies that they are bringing forward, 99% of everything that they bring forward is deeply unpopular to the American people as a whole, um, especially working people, lower class people. Most uh, most Republican policies benefit a spe- very specific and small group of people. So in order to sort of distract from the fact that the policies that the, that the Republican base are going to be voting for are going to be doing things to actively keep them in their sort of cycle of poverty, then you distract them with the culture war. You, you say, we have to fight against this. This is what you're voting for um, because you can't win on this is what I want to do. I want to funnel all the money up to the 1% and get give more corporate tax breaks and deregulate and, you know, deregulate the banks and deregulate the oil industry and deregulate the train industry and all of these things that they've been doing for decades. And you can only do that if, you know, if the thing that, if you know the thing that you're giving them, they're going to not want. (laughs) If you tell them, this is what we're going to do. You have to distract them with something else. Let me, let me say this as, 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 the registered Republican in the room, and I know that's a okay. shock. <laughs> Not to me. I know you. Uh, it's as as the gay man who who does vote Republican sometimes. It it is that I. Oh God, I'm gonna get so much trouble <laughs> for what I do for work. But I I do I do I just I'm very frustrated with with you know Trump had the gay cabinet member even before Buttigieg. And, and and the gay conservatives were suing and successfully getting don't ask don't tell repealed um so I, I i just i get disappointed sometimes that we are forgetting that sexual orientation is not a socialist or a capitalist concept no and 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 and, and unfortunately i just i just i i'm like look you, you know let, let's let's be blunt honest here my marriage you have a me a latino gay man who looks mostly white and you have married to a white man the the income inequality isn't there we we will benefit from these policies the concert that conservatives push um so it, it it's it's i but i just i get so frustrated that that people automatically you know put the gay issues on the left and the we must not vote this way on the right and it's just like sex has nothing to do with your money i i miss the days of just here i miss the days of policy debate yeah i literally like i i can't tell you how much i miss hearing like and that's one of the things that frustrates me most about the modern republican party especially is that so much of it is what you're against and not what you're for. What are you, you know, what are you for? What's, what policies are you bringing forward to help the, the, you know, the majority of the population? So, and even a lot of Democrats are getting further and further away from, from running on policy and some still can, because you can run on infrastructure, which, you know, Biden did run on policy for the most part. Um, And I think that's helped, you know, He, he obviously had to fight against Donald Trump's culture war, but he was, doing a lot of it with policy i i that that is one thing i never understood about yes they had rick grinnell the 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 cabinet secretary Mm -hmm. but but it was it was well we acknowledge around the world that you shouldn't die for being gay 
Yeah. But that's where it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's the thing that we find is so telling. Uh, and, and going back to the idea of the the of an, of the most ignorant members of the populace who are often pandered to. Like I, I, I found um, one of the one of the big arguments against the uh, the drag brunches and, and drag events that can be attended by kids is there's this these photos of a drag event showing scantily clad performers yeah. in a room showing parents and babies. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to every photo that looks like that, but the one that I've seen the most prominently, the two photos I've seen the most prominently are from a very specific drag event that happened in the UK. And it was designed for brand new moms, like i.e. having newborns or very young babies. And this drag event was for these moms to attend as something to get out of the house, mm-hmm. have a little fun, see something kind of cheeky. And since they Pun were intended, right? And mm. since these were very young babies, i.e., like y- you're not really grooming. An infant, you know? Oh, like, you mean an infant that's not capable of making memories? I guess, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I don't know anything about this science, so please, listeners, forgive me if I get in the weeds here. But apparently that's the thing, is that these babies, they can't be negatively impacted no, by seeing they, a boob or, or something like that. Obviously, well, they're eating that, from them. That's lunch, you know, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but so, so so that's the event. And, and, and listen, maybe some people disagree. I met someone on Facebook the other day who does disagree and feels that that's even inappropriate for babies. That's fine. You're allowed to have opinions. You're allowed but, to be wrong. But in the well, but in the end, <laughs> these parents weren't surprised by drag. No one showed up at their home and said, you're going to let RuPaul in. Yeah. These parents chose to come to this event, chose to bring their babies. Right. And, and in the end, we all agree that parents can to decide what's best for their kids and, and listen, know, outside of harm. But l- real quick. So, but this, so this got shared on a Facebook post of a friend and I pointed Mm -hmm. that out and they immediately were like, well, you're saying it's okay. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that these parents were invited to bring their allegedly non-memory forming babies to this drag event that they were the ones in charge of. And you agree that parents can do what they want. And he agreed with all that. And I was even like, listen, man, I'm not trying to make you love drag. I'm just saying your example's bullshit. Yes. And he came back with, I actually like drag, which good for him. Drag's great. But, and here's my, my end. I'm sorry for the long rant here, but he immediately goes, but it's a, I don't like any event that would allow someone who wants to prey on children to prey on children. That was his. And that was the secret sauce right there. In the end, he still had a lingering idea that drag performers and likely just gay men in general are somehow a threat. Are somehow predominantly a threat. Even though he was sugaring it just in case it happens. When we know, by and large, our community has not, has almost very rarely been the source of this hey, threat. Listen, if it's a just in case, you better shut every fucking church down tomorrow, motherfucker. That's the thing. If, if your argument is that it's just in case and you are not trying to shut down the Catholic Church, then you your argument is bullshit. I can think of a single drag performer criminal situation in my entire life, and it it was not a good situation, but I can think of several religious leaders Oh, yeah. I can think of several school personnel. Several politicians. Yeah. You know, I go back to that meme going around about how to catch a predator caught a whole lot of predators. Very few of them members of the LGBTQ community. Uh Uh-huh. Yup. I I don't know if you saw the the image that was going around the Capitol about the drag queen bills was a drag queen in Austin, and she had D-cup paper mache boobs and they were exposed they were not covered up okay and that was being labeled 
for these lawmakers as this is what is happening at Drag Queen Story Hour no. is, is a full wreck. And I'm no. like, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm like, I'm like, guys, this is this clearly is from an exotic show. And yeah. that's the other thing, too, is they're they're making a false equivalence of like uh drag shows where there's dancing um or even possibly strip tease yeah. involved and drag queen story hour yeah like in a drag queen story hour they're not singing and dancing they're not you know you are the father of a girl mm-hmm. have you painted her, your nails to be with her and oh yeah yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but but before I got my before I got my tattoo finished, I used to let her color it girl, in all the time. Girl dads dress up and dress. You telling me if there's something wrong with him reading a dress? Oh, now in that's a dress me, uh, to, Yeah, I'm sexualizing my own I, kid. I just I yeah. well, and they they often make the argument about like, oh well, you know, they'll show you a drag queen dancing provocatively, and they'll go, look at how sexual this is. It's so sexual, and blah 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 blah. And it's like you have to remember. Number one, it's no more sexual than any cheerleader dance in any NFL halftime show at any point ever. It's probably oh, less sexual because they have more clothes on. The yeah. drag queens usually have a lot more clothes on. Yeah. But the other thing is, and this is the other thing that's important to remember, is that um, we have hard science on when human beings start to develop memories. So the infant okay. thing, we we know that, okay. uh, that a newborn cannot make memories. We okay. know that. Um, but also, children do not see a person dancing as sexual until you tell them yeah. it's sexual. Yeah. Yeah. They're not capable of that until you put it in their head. Yeah. So if you, you're the one projecting that onto the, the children, they just see somebody dancing, you know, with the halftime shows when, when, uh, whenever any Latino woman gets up there and it's all of a sudden too sexual or oh, just go you to know, Hooters. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, just meanwhile, the, the TV. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the cheerleaders are wearing less clothes, doing more sexual dances, you know, spreading their legs, shaking their butts, doing all of those things. And that's fine. And that's in no way sexualized or oh, overly yeah. sexualized for children. I hosted the two biggest drag events in Oklahoma last year, the Nude Art Show and the Queen's Drag Show at Kane's Ballroom. And in both cases, the uh, amount of... There were plenty of sexualized performances. Some of them were hot as hell. Mm-hmm. But Okay, but licking your lips to my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Ah! No, that's... But that's... that's even some people think that's too... Exactly. Which which that in itself, that is the kind of sexuality that if you don't know to make that connection, you don't make that connection. You just think licking lips while a song is playing. Mm -hmm. We know that there's a link there. A child goes, yeah, milkshakes are yummy. I would lick my lips (laughs) too. I would also like a real milkshake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Boys, less so. (laughs) But Uh, but they're like, they they want to come to my yard because they want my tasty, tasty milkshake because it's delicious (laughs) and made of ice cream. Well, just to give a shout out to a a, a well-known performer here in Oklahoma, Josie Lee Terrell is a performer. I've had the pleasure of sharing the stage with many, many times. Adore Josie. Uh, and Josie can do sexual drag. But I think it was at Queen's Drag Show. It might have been at Kane's. I don't know if I'm getting it mixed up. But uh, her and Sasha and uh, uh, I believe Porcelain Terrell was involved as well. They did a Hocus Pocus themed uh, drag performance. It was not sexy. It was fun and exciting and great to watch. And there was playful, sexy elements because those girls know how to do that. But this was more about camp and cheese and silliness than anything. Mm -hmm. And so at a show that I would never have let a kid into, these were 21 and up shows at the Canes Ballroom, 
that was absolutely a performance that a kid could see. 100%. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing to me is, is you see this one corner of something and fail to see that it's so much bigger. It's like watching Andrew Dice Clay and thinking comedy, comedy is yeah. not for kids. Yeah, that's you know? comedy. Meanwhile, you've got people like uh, our own Nicole Miller here in town who has made an entire career on her own out of doing family-friendly comedy. I was a little kid watching Louis Anderson and Howie Mandel and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know some of those uh, early comics that were on network television because it was like family friendly like howie mandel was a pretty clean comic for the most part yeah louis anderson too yeah louis anderson quite clean (laughs) and then you find out later bob saget holy crap yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh should we uh should we pick some plugs it yeah let's pick and plug it okay Uh, i'll 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 go first always got to talk about the starlight comedy night the second friday of every month i've almost got that third one locked down you guys but you are so gonna want to come out to the show we're uh we're currently in contract negotiations contract negotiations with one of our comics you're gonna be so glad to see him though but in the meantime i definitely have lacey rains locked down she is hilarious we are so glad to welcome her to the starlight stage for the first time and then we are super hyped to bring back wade mcfarland sometimes i forget i have it (laughs) one of tulsa's best glad to have him back and of course tune in for all of my other podcasts i've got way too many to talk about the office podcast the people person's paper podcast we just hit 92 episodes uh have a fox 23 friend here today with us i just had a former fox 23 friend on p4 Alyssa steen was on the show i love her i I hope she's doing well she seems to be doing well uh uh she is uh another one who has survived getting away from fox while you continue to thrive at fox so you know paychecks paychecks ah you're you're doing good you're doing good work i do miss working with you and i do miss working with her but i was glad to sit down with her and then of course uh more shows to talk about uh we do okay geek every week we check in on the latest comics and video game news just to geek it up so i don't have to bore mike with all that stuff and uh, fuck call me, Mike. <laughs> and then if you want to hear a septuagenarian tell stories from the old times, my mother has got her own show, Stories with Mom, every week. We're hearing all the weird, wacky, and wild shenanigans that she had growing up. Uh, so yeah, OLA Ministries is killing it. Come come listen to our shows. Pick? Um, oh, man, what are we going to talk about? Um, uh, did I talk about the new Superman book by DC? Probably. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's real good. Uh, they just relaunched with a brand new number one. Um, yeah, I think we have. It's colorful. It's great adventures. I don't know. Well, listen, Fair to, my, enough. listen to my damn podcast. There you go. There you go. Rick, uh, I hear you're on television. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. 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 You know, but uh, when whenever NASCAR and football's done with, you know, <laughs> that's the problem with these weekend shows is Fox has decided to be this. The, the Well, I didn't say it. I wouldn't say it's a problem. It's really actually that's how we get our money. But yeah, you know, we get we get all these sporting events and my mom's like texting me, when are you coming on? And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, whenever NASCAR is over with, ah, they just crashed again. And I'm like, well, you can watch me at 1 a.m. Mom. She's yeah, like, ah, I got to go to church. <laughs> Mom, we, we are at the whim of NASCAR <laughs> and the NFL. But Saturdays, uh, <laughs> technically at five and nine, and then Sundays at five, nine, and ten. Yes, right? yes. Um, see you anchoring, and yes, then, and then reporting Monday, Monday through, through Friday. I'm on the Capitol. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my world. <laughs> Love it. Any any picks? Uh, it's where I celebrate somebody, right? Yeah. Or just anything yeah. you've been into? Yeah, no. So I really like this British guy, Coxie Official. He's on you. He's on Facebook Reels. Okay, and he brings up like uh, C O X Y dot official, and uh, he he brings up these songs and he sings them. Yeah, and it's he. You oh, hear okay. the music, but you see the lyrics he mishears, and so uh, 
it's uh so i just i laugh my i laugh my ass off with this guy uh he started off by making uh adele uh, he was like what if adele's backup singer forgets the songs to rolling in the deep and she's like a thousand queer sheep never had bare feet pigeon carnivore rolling in the deep yeah <laughs> uh so this guy this guy keeps me up i've i've stayed up till like 2 a.m laughing at this guy and then there's another guy jason gaston okay and he does dramatic reading of uh weird signs and it's it's just like uh, uh there oh yeah yeah i've seen that he uh, he did a whole one about people misspelling <laughs> cologne and reading it as colon oh sure and, that's yeah, a good one like, i cannot stand the smell of my co-workers colon <laughs> <laughs> admittedly that's why i have an oil diffuser <laughs> those are those are, i'll plug those guys cool. they're 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 just getting started and they're i think they're hilarious nice uh April 7th, come see me at Heirloom Rustic Ales for the Riff Show, uh, and Hilton will be on that show as well. I won't. I oh. won't. I won't actually. I did confirm I'm not on that show, but just like last week, I got to bring up mine again. I keep forgetting about this damn show. Brett's going to kill me. April 5th, I'm at Starlight for Brett's ah. impromptu show. Uh, we've got several uh, pl- uh, comics on the uh, book, including, I think, Dan, not Dan Harmon. He's the, no, the that's, Rick and Morty guy. Uh-huh. And the another community. Dan, Dan Alton. Dan Alton's uh, in town. Oh, so okay, Dan, great. Stay, Sharon stay with Dan Alton. Some others on Starlight April 5th. But then after the April 5th, go to Mike's show. Yeah, and then... Don't fucking call me Mike. And then uh, April 20th, come see us at the Sesh Lounge for the Dab Show. We're going to do dabs in the middle of our act. It's going to be fun. Uh, and then, uh, of course, listen to Maximum News if you want to hear me rant and rave about politics. Um and a pick for this week. So Bob Odenkirk was on Hot Ones this week, and at the end of it, he plugged he has a book coming out in October. Um, that I'm already going to pre-order. Uh, for Eleanor, it's the sweetest thing. So when when his daughters were little, he said that they would um they would write silly poems together, um for fun, and he kept all of them. And now as an adult, one of his daughters is a really great illustrator. And she took a lot of them and made illustrations with them. And they put it together for a book. And it's called Zillet and Other Important Rhymes. Um, and it comes out in October. And just the concept of, of you know, r- writing a book with your kids um, or writing stuff with your kids that you then publish later. It's so sweet to me. And it's such an awesome idea. Um, and I love that. And I love everything Bob Odenkirk does. He's just amazing. Um, so if you don't have kids and you don't want to go buy a kid book, go watch Mr. Show. Um, uh, that's a great Hot hot Ones, too. I oh, did, yeah. It was a really good episode of Hot Ones, too. Bob Odenkirk's just amazing. I've never watched that video before, that, that, that YouTube show? series before. And yeah. uh, th- Have you ever watched it? Mm-mm. So the the concept is is there's an interviewer his name is sean evans um he he secretly does these great fantastic interviews but while they're doing them he and the uh person being interviewed eat a series of uh chicken wings with hotter and hotter hot sauce <laughs> yeah so there's 12 wings and there's uh, or 10 oh, 10 wings and there's 10 different sauces and they just c- continuously get hotter and he continues to ask them questions and it's super super interesting yeah. to watch yeah both really people's good. reactions and like i said he's a He's a legitimately good interviewer. He always comes yeah. with at least a question that they'll go, oh, wow, that was a really good, you know, yeah. really good question. Uh, it, uh, Bob came off great. I've never watched the show before. Uh, it was it was neat. Um, Bob, first off, he is a beast when it comes to eating hot sauce. Yeah, he, he, he really was, he really took it well. He would you could he, verbally he would complain or whatever, but no no sign. And I would have been red as a beat mm-hmm. and 
you know, sweat pouring down my face. Oh, I wonder if afterward he's run into the toilet. Right? (laughs) I'd I'd be very very much complaining. He referenced his asshole. You know, he was very conscious of the damage he would do later. But but yeah, but no, that was a cool show. Yeah, my favorite thing he said, and and Ryan sent it in our group chat too, my favorite quote was he said, uh, comedy is finding the things that you hate about people and having fun with that. <laughs> yeah. That explains every season of Mr. Show. Exactly. And if you've never seen Mr. Show, it's on HBO. Go watch it. Um, they did a few newer episodes uh, on Netflix a couple years back. Um, Mr. Show is such an underrated sketch comedy show. Uh, he, he brought up the, um, the hunger strike sketch yeah. where, uh, where David Cross plays a character who's, he's, you know, uh, this guy has been on like a hunger strike for 40 days and he has a press conference and he's supposed to be talking about his people and why he's doing the the, the hunger strike, but all he can talk about is food. <laughs> <laughs> and how he talked about how like it's it's a sketch that that a lot of people just hate and they don't think it's funny, but it's like his favorite one. He thinks it's the funniest thing. It's just he can't stop talking about food. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, go watch that. Uh come see us uh at the shows. Uh come see us at the Sesh Lounge. Come see me at Riff Show. Come see Hilton at Starlight. Watch Fox 23. Watch Fox 23 uh, on the weekends mm-hmm. and the weeknights. Yeah. Uh, for Rick Marinon and the crew and uh, everybody else, you'll be lucky if I ever speak to you again. <laughs> Take it from me. I love you. <sighs>